So I must ask for your forgiveness. Um, In a previous homily, I was mistaken and said that in our stained glass window next to St. Anthony was St. Louis of France. I was wrong. It's actually St. Elizabeth of Portugal. So please forgive me. Last weekend when I was preaching and I was saying that if we truly love someone, we must tell them the truth. But I think I do need to add a clarification that when we present the truth, we need to do so with prudence and charity. If we look at the Gospels, we see how sometimes Jesus is blunt and straightforward, but sometimes he takes a different approach. Sometimes he, he has a conversation and builds rapport first before he reveals profound truths. And in fact, with his own disciples, he builds up a relationship before he reveals his passion, death, and resurrection. And so, yes, if we truly love someone, we must tell them the truth, especially if their souls are in danger. But we also need to do so with love and with charity. And so, if I did not make that sufficiently clear last weekend, then please forgive me. You might notice a theme that I'm asking for forgiveness. Forgiveness is what we see in our gospel passage. It's also what we hear about in our first reading. Forgiveness is very important. And it's a lot easier when someone asks for forgiveness to forgive them. It's a lot easier when they're being sincere and open and desire to be forgiven. And so I don't want to leave you astray. I want you to be on the right path. And that's why I corrected myself and asked for forgiveness. But how many times must we forgive, Peter asks Jesus. He asks if seven times is sufficient. And Jesus says, no, that it needs to be 77 times. So does that mean that we need to count like one, two, three? No, these are symbolic numbers. When Peter says seven, seven is a number of completion. And when Jesus says 77, he's saying we have to go beyond that. We have to always forgive. Not just sometimes, but always, and in every situation. Anytime we're offended or hurt, we need to forgive. To illustrate this point, Jesus tells us this parable about a master and his servants. And in this parable, the master is God, and the servants would be all human beings. And we see that we can't pay our own debt back. How we've offended God by our sins is beyond our ability to make up for. So God must do it himself. He must forgive us. He must pardon us. But then we are called to do likewise. And in our parable today, in our gospel passage, when the servant doesn't do likewise, he's held accountable by God. And at the end of our passage, we hear that unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart, then the Heavenly Father will do to you, in reference to the servant who was thrown into prison. So we are called to forgive. Forgiveness is something that we benefit from, because not only does that mean we open ourselves up to be forgiven by God, but it means we're no longer carrying that burden of unforgiveness. So one of the ways we can tell we need to forgive someone is if we're having a bunch of negative thoughts about that person. If every time we hear their name, we get angry, we get upset. If we're desiring revenge, we want justice to take place, and we want to see it for ourselves, and we want this person to be punished. It's not that justice is wrong, 
but like what's going on in our hearts? Are we willing what's truly good for them? It seems like if we have all this anger, this bitterness, this resentment, then we have not yet forgiven. And that's a burden to us. In some ways, they continue to to hurt us, even though whatever happened or whatever they failed to do that offended us has happened already. The fact that we haven't forgiven, it continues to wound us over time. We can think of it as if we're on a hike and we're carrying this giant rock in our arms. And this giant rock is the anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the pain, the suffering that we're clinging to, we're holding on to. And as we're hiking, it's heavy. It's weighing us down, it's slowing us down, it's making us unpleasant to be around. Like most people don't go hiking with a giant rock in their arms. And if there is one, they don't carry it for very long before they toss it aside. And that's what forgiveness is like, tossing aside that giant rock so that we're no longer being burdened by it, we're no longer being weighed down, we're no longer suffering in that way. That being said, sometimes people do forgive, and they no longer have that anger, that bitterness, that resentment, but there's still sadness. There's still sorrow. There's still pain about whatever happened. And they might wonder, well, did I actually forgive if I'm still hurting about this? If this still causes me to be upset? Again, with the idea of the giant rock, if we're carrying a giant rock, it's probably going to scratch and scrape up and tear our arms and bruise us. So even when we do forgive and we toss that giant rock aside, we're still wounded. When somebody wounds our souls, when they don't love us as we are called to be loved, as we should be loved as human beings, by being unloved, we are wounded. And we need to forgive. But those wounds of not being loved as we ought to be could still be there even after we forgive. And so we need to take those wounds of being unloved and present them to Jesus because he is love. Yes, God wants to love us through other people, but when that doesn't work out, we can go straight to the source. We can go to God himself. We can show him our wounds in our prayer and say, this is where it hurts, Lord. This is where I wasn't loved like I should have been. And let God, who is love, heal those wounds so that we can overcome those things. Forgiveness is very powerful. It can be difficult. The worse we're hurt, the harder it is for us to forgive. Sometimes we want to run away from the pain of what happened. Sometimes we choose the anger over the sorrow and the pain because at least with the anger, we feel powerful. We feel strong. We feel like we're in control. But we're actually allowing ourselves to continue to be wounded. We're allowing ourselves to get worse when we refuse to forgive. But God wants to heal us. He wants us to have his grace. He wants us to toss that rock aside and to show him our wounds so that we can be healed. And he wants us to imitate his infinite love and mercy. He wants us to forgive others too as he forgives us. One of the great blessings that we have are the sacraments. And with the sacraments, we have the guarantee of God's grace. 
When we approach the Lord in humility, when we approach him with a humble and contrite heart and we're truly sorry for our sins and we approach him through his minister in the confessional, we have the guarantee that God is going to forgive us of our sins. Sometimes people are a little concerned. Oh, what's Father going to say? Oh, this is too embarrassing. I can't, I can't do this. But what awaits us is God's mercy. What awaits us is God's love. He desires to forgive us. In the diary of St. Faustina, a saint who uh, was, a, was a Polish nun in the 1930s, um, Jesus is trying to reveal through her, again, the divine mercy that he has, the mercy he reveals in Scripture. Human beings have forgotten about it, had turned away and didn't trust God. And so he called us back. And in that diary, the mercy of God is just being revealed in a profound and repetitive way. In fact, in one of the paragraphs, as Jesus is talking to St. Faustina, he says that the flames of mercy are burning him because nobody wants to receive them. The people aren't willing to be forgiven. And that's really the only way we're not going to be forgiven, is if we don't want to be. The only way we're not going to be forgiven is if we cling to that anger, that bitterness. When we cling to the unforgiveness, again, it's like carrying a giant rock. If someone wanted to give you a birthday cake or some other gift, if you're carrying this giant rock, you can't receive anything else. God wants to give us his mercy and his forgiveness. But as long as we cling to that unforgiveness, we're refusing to be forgiven. It's not that God doesn't want to forgive us. It's that we're not letting him. We're not allowing ourselves to receive that grace, that forgiveness he has to offer. The Lord wants us to be healed of our wounds. He wants us to be forgiven. And it's very powerful when it happens. And it is certainly possible, even in the worst possible circumstances. Take, for example, St. Maria Goretti, which she comes to mind because we actually have a relic of St. Maria Goretti here at our parish. For those of you who may not be familiar with her story, she was about 12 years old when she was attacked. And the young man who attacked her stabbed her many times. Her wounds were so extensive that she wasn't able to be healed by any of the doctors in the hospital. But before she died, she forgave the, her own murderer, the young man who put her to death. That's amazing. We may struggle to be able to forgive, but with God's grace and his assistance, it is possible. Even when something terrible happens to us, God can help us get through it. In many ways, it's best to forgive a person directly to their faces, but sometimes that's not possible and sometimes that's not prudent. But as we heard in our gospel passage, we must at least forgive people from our hearts. We must at least let go of that pain, that anger, that bitterness, that desire for revenge in order for us to be set free from that burden, from being trapped by that unforgiveness. There's a very simple formula that I often recommend to people who struggle with forgiveness, who struggle to forgive. Not only should they ask the Lord to help them, but to include the Lord in the process of forgiving. Forgiveness is an act of the will. It's a choice that we make. 
And so the simple formula that I typically recommend is, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive so-and-so for such-and-such. Being specific as to who that so-and-so is, and specific as to what that such-and-such is. Because sometimes we just want to take the easy out and say, I forgive everybody for everything. But then we don't really mean it. But when we're specific as to who and what, we're more likely to be sincere. And then with that sincerity, there's a lot of power for, for gaining that freedom that we desire from being burdened by that unforgiveness. So brothers and sisters in Christ, in this next moment of silence, let us consider if there's anybody that we need to forgive. If there's anybody who wounded us, who hurt us, anyone whom we need to let go of that anger, that bitterness and desire. And from the depths of our hearts, as our Lord tells us in our gospel, to forgive that person. And let us also consider, is there anyone that we need to ask forgiveness from? Because we want to help others to be free from unforgiveness too. And it's a lot easier to forgive someone when they ask for forgiveness. And so let us consider in this next moment of silence not only who we should forgive and seek to forgive them, but also is there anyone we must ask forgiveness from and consider how we may seek out their forgiveness. Let us do this as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.